And Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I appreciate it. I'm a little behind this week, but don't worry. I am dropping a special episode on Christmas Day here with my buddy, Maddie Goldberg. He's going to be telling you all about what it's like to walk into a poker room in Vegas and play in those tournaments, and he makes them seem a lot less intimidating than you'd think. Thank you so much. Enjoy your holiday, everybody. And don't forget to hit subscribe and rate and review the show. It really helps us out a lot. It's basically like digital currency. Thank you so much. And here's my interview with Maddie. And welcome, everybody, to my interview for this week. Uh, Oh, man, I am so stoked to have this guy. One of my good buddies and a true degenerate. You know, some people just throw that term around lightly. This guy's a true degenerate. Uh, Everybody, Maddie Goldberg is here. Maddie, how you doing, pal? I love it. This guy is the best. That's the best. Look, man, you know when you do stand-up, like, you, it's like, you know how guys lie? It's like, can I give you an introduction? Like, HBO, Showtime, Conan. All right, I used to get this one a lot, uh, where, like, the if the host had never really met me, they're just going, yeah. you can see this guy at clubs and colleges all over the country. Oh, yeah, clubs and colleges. And then, but listen. You can't see me at colleges, trust me. That's not allowed. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But I always feel uncomfortable when they lie about my credits, so... Calling me a degenerate, I'm like, yeah, somebody finally got the truth right. Yeah, you know, you know what you I know, am. I'm glad. I'm glad you called me a degenerate. Like, you know, why not? That's who I am, dude. Uh, <laughs> you are, and guess what? I am too, and that's why we get along, man. Oh yeah, we we certainly do, and it's, you know, we have this beautiful text thing, like during basketball, football season, we think we have locks. Oh yeah. So, Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. You know, here's I'll give some locks I have for tomorrow in college football right now. Okay. And then so uh, when is this going to be aired? This, this is be... going to come out for a couple weeks, so it's like so they'll know whether you're right know, or wrong. Yeah, they'll know how big yeah, of an yeah. asshole I am. Yeah. All right. I really like North Carolina State tomorrow minus six and a half at home against Georgia Tech. Okay. Really like that one because Georgia. Yeah, Tech, I like that too. Georgia Tech switch. You got to remember they're switching from the triple off option offense. Yeah, uh, and they're trying to go to more of a pro style, and it takes a couple years to make that adjustment when you have that kind of personnel. So, mm-hmm. I think uh, NC State they have a few legit NFL type kids on that team, and I, I see them handling at home pretty well. Uh, I also like my UCLA Bruins, and this is like the kiss of death when I think the Bruins are yeah, because they're having a tough year. As no, always. they're not. They're looking. Oh, they're not. They're looking great, dude. They're uh, what three and two so far? Man- really? Manhandled okay. Arizona last week, and I'll tell you what. Their only losses are to Oregon by a field goal in Oregon. Yeah. With the okay. backup quarterback with a freshman backup quarterback starting. Lost thirty eight thirty five. And they uh-huh. probably would have won if not for a pick six at the end of the first half. And, no. and then you got a um Who are they playing? They lost to Colorado too, and Colorado's undefeated right now. And honestly, okay. they they got they out got outscored like twenty one nothing first quarter against Colorado and lost forty eight forty two. So you take that first Where- quarter away from Colorado and they're a great team. Who are they playing this week? Arizona State, and they're an underdog. And Arizona, yeah, Arizona State, you never know with them. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ride with you. Here's what so, I know about Arizona State: they haven't played in a month because of COVID. Yeah, the the one thing that worries about is like they're fresh and their bodies are fresh, and that's a little scary. But, but you need some rhythm. You need they've only had yeah, played you one do game. need rhythm in college. They've only I think played in the one pros, game. It's easier. Give me the team if. Like you never see this before, but you got a team with, that's played five games versus a team that's played one game. 
Give me the team that's played the few games. Give, give it's, it's been a wild year, hasn't it? It has. It's interesting. Yeah. So I'm so happy to be on this podcast. It's I love Vegas. I okay. really do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's get into it. You're a big – but see, you like you just told me right before we went on air here, uh, you like a different type of Vegas than most people. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, I when, you, when I saw you were doing this podcast, I know like I went to uh, – where do we go? Laughlin, Nevada. Laughlin, yeah. Which is like a poor man's Vegas. It's like when you really have no money and like it's that family that's like can't afford to go to Vegas, which Vegas can be pretty cheap. They go to Laughlin. So it's a different clientele. Well, and also it's the river rats too. It's the people and, that are like. And I saw your friends. So when I saw your friends, I'm like, wow, his show's going to be insane because these guys are like true to like just animals degenerates and <laughs> the stories of debauchery i can only imagine so i don't i wish i had some of those stories but i really don't you mean you never uh, had coke fall out of your face at a blackjack table while coven costner and kurt russell walk by and then, <laughs> no, i can't tell you and then you you cleverly covered it up with a heineken and scooped the coke off the bottom of the heineken and gummed well, it all hey, man, over your face. Coke costs money, I guess. You gotta you gotta get your money's worth, right? I think I've told that story on this show so far, but yeah, I definitely got caught doing coke by Kurt Russell. No, they actually saved me because everybody was paying attention to them, not the not the pile of not the a fraction of the gross national product of Bolivia falling out of my face. Hey man, you gotta do what you gotta do. I wouldn't even imagine they wouldn't even mind coke because, from what I'm hearing about Vegas now, one of the things that they don't want about marijuana. I actually heard on your on your show actually. Oh, oh. It's, yeah. It's like, well, people will get sleepy, so if they smoke pot, they're not going to gamble as much. Which I would imagine if oh, cocaine. Yeah, we love cocaine because the people are going to be up and they're going to gamble more. Yeah, they're going to. So, they're going to go on a real jagger. Yeah, I guess they. Oh yeah. But the thing with cannabis now is, I feel like it's becoming in Vegas. The the weed scene here is kind of becoming a selling point for a lot of tourists. Oh so, yeah, and it's also like the conventions and shit. Yeah, yeah, and so like, I think the casinos. I think some of the casinos now have shuttles, or they used to, but they have shuttles that take people to the dispens- local dispensary. That's wild. That I, I can see that. I mean, I should tell you about the first time I ever went to Vegas because it's really interesting. Okay, so, so let, let's get, let's just do a little background. Yeah. Uh, you're sure. from the East Coast. You're from the yeah. upstate New York. Yeah, I grew up in Woodstock, New York, which is about two hours from New York City. And then I lived in Brooklyn for about 10 years, from 2001 to 2010. And then I live in L.A. from about 2010 to 2020. So I've been on the East Coast and the West Coast. So uh, did you go to any casinos like like so, like uh what is it? what's the big one in Connecticut? Like okay, Fox, so when I was eighteen, me and my buddies we used to play poker like on the weekends and but we wanted to play craps like we were really fascinated with gambling. So when we all turned eighteen, we got in the car, we went to uh, a casino in Connecticut called Foxwoods. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Were you a Foxwoods Connecticut guy? Yeah, so, so Foxwoods is it's so weird. There's two casinos out there, Mohegan Sun and Foxwoods. And you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. The difference between Vegas and that is like if you drive from L.A. to Vegas, you're in the desert. If you drive to Foxwoods from New York City or where I live, you're driving in forests. It's like 30 miles per hour and just trees. 
and then you just drive, and then you see these giant fucking castles. <laughs> like they built these two Excalibur like castles. Yeah, it's where all the CEO, all the CEO like Goldman Sachs CEOs build their castles way outside the city there and shit like that. Yeah. So we, I had a hundred bucks, and I was like, we're gonna take this fucking casino down. And I think I, we played craps, and I kind of knew how to play, but I didn't. I think I was broke like 15 minutes in, <laughs> and that was it. And then we all we all lost our money, and then we like went back with like. Kind of like, huh? I don't know about gambling. And then you kind of get, you know, you get, you get, you get older, you get back into it. But that was my first experience at a casino. You know, my first casino gambling experience was I, I actually shot craps and won like uh, three hundred bucks. That's amazing. But and that's, I was seventeen. I, I was worse. seventeen. I was on a cruise ship. I think ship. that's worse because if you win three hundred dollars playing craps right away, you assume that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, then my 21st birthday, I lost like 600 bucks in the first few hours. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, that's how they get you. So if you go, if they're like, how'd you do, kid? You're like, I won 300 bucks. They're like, good, that's great. Well, You're like, what do you mean? I took 300 bucks from you. They're like, no, you'll be back. I was only 17, dude. I was on a cruise. Well, that was another thing. When I was at Foxwoods, they ID'd us because I looked young, but I was really looking young back then. I got ID'd every 10 minutes. They'd have to see my ID. And then they finally put bracelets on us. Because you're like, <laughs> like, all right, we're not going to ask. And then I, you, you never saw anything like it. Like when they just put the money down in the thing, like when you're 18, you're like, holy fuck. It wasn't you're the just drinking team. age 18 back then? No, I was 21. Oh, 21, okay. I think I might have been – no, I had to be 18. I was 18. I was. It was 18 to gamble, 21 to drink. Okay. Instead of playing poker that day, I decided to play craps, and a couple of my buddies played poker, and they got cleaned out in a cash game. Like, just, just like our little fucking game, they got fucking rocked in, like, two hours. So we left. I was done, like, 15 minutes in. I was just, you guys ready? You guys ready? Like, this sucks. Because 100 bucks was a million dollars to me back then. Yeah. And they lasted about two hours, and then, like, you know, it was like a no, pretty tough run. No, this was the 90s, Maddie. $100 was a million dollars back then. Yeah, yeah. Inflation's been a motherfucker, dude. <laughs> yeah, but geez, man, what a beating we took. It was a, it was a beat down. Now, okay, so the, I, the ride home. Yeah. Is, is it the sad ride home? Are you guys it's just so sad? It's ride home where you hit like a Denny's or something like that, and you're just like, what the fuck do we do? Like... Never again. Like, it kind of scared us straight for a little while. <laughs> and, I mean, I have another – I'll just get – like, there's a place like OTB that most of the youngsters don't know about, which I'm sure you do because you're I know, a true... I, I know about OTBs. If yeah. the youngsters out there listening are familiar with Seinfeld, there's been some uh, storylines revolving Kramer going to the OTB. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I've never seen it. My dad used to take me a long time ago. It used to smell like – because if people just throw newspapers on the floor – so it smelled like newspapers and shit. <laughs> it had that nice like aroma of newspapers and feces. And I I started going on a Friday nights and Saturday nights with my buddies in high school. And some of the locals like they said to us, they go, this guy goes, Don't you got something better to do? Like chase some ladies around or something? And a couple of my my buddies were like, Yeah, man, maybe we shouldn't be here because the sad lifers were like like, dude, you don't want to be you like. You don't want to be like us, dude. man. <laughs> yeah, 
So they kind of scared us straight. And we were betting like, you know, 10 bucks a race. And it's like you win, you go to Sizzler and you have a good time. We were, but it was like something to do. We weren't getting laid. So, you know, we were getting into OTB and it was, you know. Honestly, gambling is the best thing you can do when you're not getting laid because it's, it's, it's action still. It's not- well, the guys that are getting laid, we're probably spending money. So, you know, we're spending money too. But it was uh, – I don't. I have no regrets on life. I really See, don't. Yeah, growing up in SoCal, we didn't really have uh, OTB per se. We did have Los Alamitos, which was kind of like an OTB. Yeah. They, they, there was an actual track there that they ran quarter horses on. Yeah, and then they have, like, the different courses. Yeah, but it's mostly used as an OTB. So you're telling me they didn't have OTB on the West Coast. Yeah, I couldn't just go into a storefront and hang out with degenerates all day. I actually had to go to a track. Because there was an OTB in every town. In the 80s and the early 90s in New York, every town within 30 minutes there was an OTB. Yeah, like, and it, like what? It, like, and it's all the tracks for the entire. It's like a sports book here in Vegas, but yeah. it's the race side of it. Oh, it's amazing! And you get that like when I was a kid. There's that like, there's that quiet. There's that quiet halfway through the race, and then as it's coming on, you just start hearing people like, "Oh, come on." Come on, motherfucker, come on. <laughs> and I just, I would laugh because these people would start going crazy. Yeah. Like, you know? it's like all, this crescendo. It really is. It's like an opera of degeneracy. And, it, and isn't it amazing how it just starts out so quiet and you're yeah. like, wow, people aren't really into this. And yeah. then by like halfway in, it just, it, the, the, the volume just turns into like insanity. Like the first 30 seconds of a horse race, it's just like, I mean, you think it would be the most exciting part, right? Because it's the yeah. the buzzer goes off and the gate sure. comes out, yep. and if yep. you, people are just kind of, eh. but then yeah. once they hit that first turn, all right, yep. you start seeing them perk up a little bit. Yeah, and then yeah. the next turn, and then you get that final turn, and it just turns into bedlam, man. Like it turns into absolute fucking bedlam, where you get like fifty percent of the people there are so like in 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 just joy, and then the other fifty percent are like. Miserable. Have you ever seen the classic Richard Dreyfuss film, Let It Ride? Let It Ride, great movie, yeah. Well, okay, I thought they did a very good job with, you know, it's hard to get gambling right. Or you know how, like, you make a movie about, like, firefighters? It's hard to get it right sometimes. So, like, a firefighter, you're like, yeah, backdraft sucks because it's not what the life is yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. No, I felt, I felt that way kind of about Uncut Gems because I like I love them. I loved it. I liked the movie. Yeah. But, like, the scenes of him actually placing bets were so goddamn unrealistic. Yeah, well, well, that's what it is. Like, my brother-in-law was really into the movie, and he's like, I'm betting on opening tips. And I'm like, there's no, there's yeah. no fucking place that has opening tips. Yeah, like, no. you, don't bet, you don't bet a crazy parlay, like a four-part, like, with a player and a game. Like, that, no book would actually accept that. Like... It's it's ridiculous, yeah. There's that, no book on the planet that would accept that, yeah. unless it's like some Mickey Mouse like like shady dude in some back alley in South Boston exactly. or some shit. And then you got to worry about getting your money, but yeah, like, and you're not getting your money. Tip. He just ripped you off. <laughs> like nobody would bet an opening tip because most of the time it's like dumb luck. It's like betting on a coin toss. Yeah, I mean you do that for the Super Bowl maybe. Just because yeah. you want to get as much action in that one game as possible, but no book, no no real book is taking like a coin toss or opening tip into a parlay yep. with other no. in-game bets. Like that's fucking no. not happening. And it's also like, you know, you're a, you're a pretty sharp better. So like nobody is like parlaying a player with a game. It would be almost 
impossible to win. Which, I mean, in the movie, it's a movie, so he wins, but... You know what my most degenerate bet ever is? What's that? Um, it was in the Seahawks-Patriots. You're a big Patriots fan. Yeah, yeah. It's the Seahawks-Patriots Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I bet Tom Brady plus, like, five, it was like plus five and a half, plus six and a half completions versus LeBron James points in the basketball game the night before. So it was a cross-sport bet. I was betting Brady. Yeah, yeah. Brady did you, did you... Well, here's the thing is I, LeBron at that time was just coming off an injury and he had uh, it was a back-to-back home nights or road nights. Yeah. And I was like, well, there's no way he's going to play a lot that, that night, the, the first night on the road. They're going to save him for the next night against the better team because they were playing like the Timberwolves yeah. or somebody shitty. Yeah. And uh, so, dude, he, he, got... it goes to overtime and he ends up dropping 39. <laughs> so you got fucked, huh? No. Brady set the broke Peyton Manning's completion record in the Super Bowl, and I won. It was the most incredible thing ever. Yeah, I mean, I kind of don't even want to tell you my most degenerate bet because it's so weird. No, no, no. This, my... this is what this show's all about. I just told you mine. You tell me yours. That's all this. I will. It's me and my buddies bet on a movie called. I think it was called Moonlighting or something. You bet on a movie? Yeah, they win the Academy Award. The oh, oh moonlight! Won. Yeah, moonlight! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the way I, I, everything was getting really woke, so uh-huh. our logic was like, look, the Academy Awards is getting really bad press for like not being like, you know, it's just kind of a white thing, you know. Like here, you got the most whitest movie, La La Land, versus <laughs> a, a movie about a black gay guy. Like it can't lose. <laughs> you're 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 and right. It was the only it was the only movie. It was like. I think like 10 to 1 or something. And we put like 30, 40, me and my brother-in-law put like 40 bucks on it. And then I thought we lost. Because Faye Dunaway famously said the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I go to my gambling uh, account and I have like 400 more dollars. I'm like, what? (laughs) And then I realized that I turned the TV off before they, they switched it. So that's how I figured out I won. Oh, so you found out by logging in, and then you had to like yeah. go on to like yeah. the HollywoodReporter.com to yeah. To as soon as they it. announced La La Land, I go, oh, we lost. All right, whatever. I hon- I turned off the TV. <laughs> so then I just was doing something. Then like I, I go on my computer, and I'm like, why do I have so much money? And then I go, wait a minute, did that win? And then I looked it up, and then I saw the craziness, you know, on Twitter and stuff. So. That's the that, strangest I, I ever won. That's a that's a see, but that's a that's the beauty of placing weird. And see, here's the thing: is you were coming from the right place there. You're like, all right, there's no way they're giving it to the whitest movie ever in a year they're taking shit. Yeah. And, and then of course, one of the whitest ladies ever accidentally thinks says the wrong thing. It's pretty damn funny, dude. Yeah, so that's like my greatest. I mean, I've had a lot of terrible losses. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, that... man. I've, I've, dude, I've gone down that rabbit hole. And I, you know yeah. what though? I forget about the losses pretty quick. I like to, th- you know, oh, I, I don't forget. About, I don't, I don't remember the wins, and I forget the losses. I no, I want to. I, I wish I could be like that. I'm exactly like you, dude. I, mm-hmm. I, I'll have a loss that sticks with me for 15, 20 years. I have, yeah, wins that like, oh yeah, I guess I was doing all right because oh yeah, I hit that big parlay 
You never, I, you know, I'm trying to stay away from parlays this year, dude. And I, I parlays are tough. You know. I've, I, uh, I, I was, I really want. I'm so excited to get into Vegas, but I'll tell you, the like this year, the the game the Chargers lost to the Broncos on the last play. Uh huh. I know exactly what you're talking I'm, about. I'm like 150 dollars away on like you know like a 10 dollar parlay from winning it, and that that shit happens, and you're just like, you know, it's so painful. Uh, I've had a couple really of Chargers a, parlay losses. You did so much hard work to win the first three or four games yeah. that you're like, it's like all this hard work I put into it. You know, it is hard work. And uh, for people that don't support are degenerate sports gamblers, they don't get that. Like we sit well, around you, and we, we do crunch some numbers and do some research and text each other and think of also this the and, games are stressful. Yeah. Like the games are like when you do the over unders, when I, I do a lot of unders and when like, it's like you're figuring out like they're gonna this team's gonna have the ball for this amount of minutes and and I'll be safe and if they punt it here like I'm like get to the fifty punt that's what I'm looking for so like you're you're like you're rudely invested in the game in your own weird way. Well, you know like, what the problem is for me too, man. Live yeah. betting. That that's what kills you because and I think Vegas makes a lot of money on the live betting because people. They see a game, they're like, it's going to be like, especially the overs. Like, if there's a lot of scoring in the first quarter, everybody's like, just jump on that over, and then the game will slow down. Yep. And get fucked. Here's what I like to do with live bets. Let's say you, uh, you really like, like, for example, this weekend, Kansas City's a 14-point favorite at home against Denver. Yeah. Let's say Denver wins the coin toss. Yeah. And somehow, like, runs back opening kickoff for a quick touchdown. Yeah. Now, Denver's up 7 nothing. But that line from 14 to is going to drop down to yeah 11 or 10 or whatever. Yeah. Now you jump on it because it's like yeah. there's still 14 minutes and 55 uh, seconds left in the first quarter or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy Ken Jennings, who's like the Jeopardy champ, he was a great sports gambler supposedly, and he only does live bets. Oh, man. I don't that, that. Dude, I did not know that. And I can only imagine yeah. Ken Jennings playing the live gambling board. So That's he only sh- does live bets. Only. So he just reads – he just reads the table. Like you know what? I can sometimes I'll just be like not I'll watch be watching a game like on like college football Saturdays, but I'll be yeah. checking my online sports book account of all the live lines and I yeah, can that's... watch the live lines move on up the games I'm not watching and can yep. and, and picture in my head exactly what's happening just I by mean, the line movement. On Saturdays and Sundays, guys like us, we're like playing the, our own little stock market. It really we're... is the market for the squares closes uh, it's Monday through Friday, but for us, it's Saturday yep. and Sunday. It's true. Yeah, I mean, I'm Sunday. I'm just like it's halftime bets, putting them in, switching, adjusting, you know, hedging sometimes on parlays. I hope I walked off half my audience right now because this is for the true degenerates right here. <laughs> well, you know, and that's the thing because there's two different types of Vegas, which I'll I, I'll get into because my first introduction to Vegas was the first time I ever went there. I was living in New York. Uh, my friend was getting married, so of course he had a bachelor party. This had to have been 2002. So I'm used to New York City. There's no Uber at the time. So the yellow cabs, the way it works is you get in the cab. They don't talk to you. They can be rude. If they're listening to music, you know, you listen to the music. You don't tell them to turn it down. It's their <laughs> way. It's their it's their house, you know. Yeah. And they never, I've never had a conversation. I can't even remember having a conversation with a cab driver. So when we get to Vegas, me and my buddy, he's a he's more of a rich guy than I am because he put the whole bachelor party together. We get in a cab. 
And like 30 seconds in, the guy driving is like, so uh, what are you boys in for? And we're like, oh, my friend's bachelor party. Breaking and entering. And, <laughs> yeah. So right away, he's like, oh, man. He's like, where are you staying? He's like, well, here, take this card. This girl right here. And it was like some, you know, show. Like they come in your. Yeah, they, like, they come to your place. Like, and so yeah, he goes, this girl. Oh, house. man. She'll, she'll, she'll split on a fucking dime. She'll get your pussy. Her pussy will get so wet in your room. You guys will get your dicks hard. Like, she'll be doing splits. <laughs> she'll be putting quarters in her asshole. And, and you're like, you're literally like a minute into Vegas. And this is a cab driver. And like, you're like, wow, this is like, this is fucking weird. You know, like, because you never heard anything like this before. No, Especially a guy driving a cab. Remember, Vegas is kickback city. So the cab drivers yeah. here. They get paid by all the strip clubs, all these escorts, all this stuff. And so, like, they have their promo codes attached to everything. Oh, yeah. Yep. And And this guy was doing a good job. Like, he, we didn't, of course. You didn't didn't know. You thought he's the coolest cab driver ever. I know. But, like, like, years later, I'm like, yeah, man, he's he's definitely getting a nice little cut. But he's on the take, dude. He spent 20 minutes describing what these girls' vaginas, like, would do in our room. Using the word pussy a lot, you know, like now, just now when he describes what a, uh, as you say, a pussy would do it. Yeah. And like did, now, does he think these pussies can only do this in your room or can they are these pussies capable of doing it other places? Or I think <laughs> what it is, is because we got a suite somewhere uh-huh. that they would come in and put on a show for us. Like, for example, what if I don't want the pussy to do this in the uh, traditional room, but. Perhaps the uh, elevator, so to speak. Yeah. Well, I think what he's also worried is that we're going to hit the strip clubs. Yeah. So he's like almost like get get to you before we get to the strip clubs. Which you is know? weird because the, the real hustle out here is like because I had an Uber driver recently that was – or n- not recently but like last year that was telling me about yeah. how um he gets paid 50 bucks per person he brings to like one of the strip clubs. Sure, right yeah. Now. So when they say, hey, we want to go out to a strip club tonight. Uh, or no, he gets paid. Like, I think actually it's like a hundred or hundred and fifty per person. So he can tell him like, "Hey, don't go here. Go here instead." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like no, I think he gets something like a hundred to one hundred and fifty per person, and it's a fifty dollar entrance fee. That's the the catch. So he tells these dudes, "Hey, fuck that place. You want to go here? I'll pay your entrance fee. Wow. And drop you off here, and then yeah, he it's costed him fifty per head or whatever, but he's getting at fifty to a hundred per head on top of that. So it's yeah. Like, I mean, that's a pretty good deal, man. That's an. I mean, I kind of want to become an Uber driver now, just to work yeah. that uh, strip club racket. And, and that was the thing because you, I never like, you know, this is like kind of this is like before the internet took off and everything. There was the internet, but it wasn't like it is today. So like, I was very naive to like the debauchery of Vegas and how like forward everything was because like keep in mind, New York was really cleaning up like. Times oh, this is where, Giuliani years? Yeah, this is this is where this is Giuliani's. This is like two thousand two. He already cleaned the city up, so like Hell's Kitchen is not Hell's Kitchen anymore. It's uh not, it's not what, what do they call it, Clinton? No. Nah. <laughs> and and Times Square is like Disneyland, so it was a different kind of New York and it, and, and Vegas was like I've never experienced anything like just getting off it's like you get off the plane and you're like, what world am I in, you know? I've only been and, in New York twice in 1998 okay. and 2005. 
And I got to okay. say, 1998 was when they were first starting to clean up. And then yep. in 2005, I was like, oh, they finished the project. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it certainly changed. But, like, Vegas, like, my observation was, like, you could do anything with this land. Yeah. Like, this was newer land. And they were like, fuck it. We're just going to have gambling and sex and hookers and strippers and no. just, like, I, I don't want P, our, my listeners to get the wrong idea here, Maddie. That um, yeah. that hookers are legal in the no, they're limits. not. They're not. They're not legal yeah. in Clark County. You have if you're a, a prostitute degenerate, you have to go outside uh, county limits here. You have to go up to like Pahrump County or whatever. And the more you know, and, and if anybody out there listening to this right now. Yeah. Once, because I've never been to a Nevada brothel. Have you, Maddie? Yeah. No, no. I don't know anyone that has really. So if anyone yeah, listening, it's not our, this if is anyone not our listening would like to be the guinea pig and yeah. go to a brothel on behalf of the podcast, I am open to such an arrangement. Proceed. I my should. Uh, I'll, I'll when I tweet this out, I'll definitely tweet that as well. Like take the the Scott Bowser brothel challenge. Yeah, the Scott Bowser brothel challenge. You. Go to a brothel, you do what you got to do at the brothel, and then you email me the story, and I will read it here on air. Because I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, because I'm not going to let them just have a mic on the air here. Yeah. Because I don't know what kind of psychopath is going to be on here and start. You never know if they're going to just start, like, reading the protocols of the Elder of Zion. But if I have control over the, the, you know, reading the script, we can make this work. So. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to find. I don't know, but I think there, I think somebody's up for the challenge. I, yeah. Those places just never appealed to me. Like, I went to a strip club that night, my first night, and I can't remember. I mean, I, I, it, should I talk like my friend talks? I mean, it's not very you can. I mean, hey, dude, this is this. Hey, what do you think? This is some okay. kind of a libtard so, so PC show. Come on, bro. So we we got we got in a cab, and my friend was already wasted. And he goes to the cab driver. He goes, take me to the most disgusting fucking strip club where the girls have C-sections <laughs> and the last fucking degenerate loser has $1 left because he lost all his money. And the only place he can go is the most disgusting place ever. That, you know, that's and what I, Sean Green always says is the, the C-section girl is going to work way harder on the lap dance than anyone else. <laughs> yeah. And, and we sure did go to that place. And... I was, I mean, look, I like the ladies. I'm not going to lie, but I was, it was boring. It was, it was yeah. kind of sad. It was kind of boring. It reminded me of an open mic in comedy. The girls were actually, <laughs> they, were very, they were very competitive, which it was really weird. Yeah. And, and they were like talking shit about the other girl that would go up. I mean, this was a really bad strip club and I can't remember where it was. Oh man! But it, it was like, I got bored and I went into the hallway and I just started drinking Coca-Cola it's funny. They didn't even have alcohol there, dude. It's but funny. it was. Oh, so it was the uh, the the fully nude spots. Yeah, it was like it was a little off the strip. And so, so because the fully nude spots are um, no alcohol. I don't like. I'm. I like to drink. You know, I like to imbibe yeah. in some libations. I sure. dude, I can't. Like, I don't mind going to a titty bar every now and then or whatever. Yeah. Where you, hey, I got a pitcher of beer, a cheap beer in front of me. And sure. there's some boobs bouncing around. That's cool. Yeah. But the yeah. no alcohol, just to look at pussy, is creepy. Well, not only that, it was just, I don't know. I mean, I've always been a one that was the, is attracted to people that are attracted to me. 
So when you know they're not attracted to you, it doesn't really do much for me. And you know, yeah. like, no, that when you went that night, did because everybody yeah. there's always the friend and every because like last time I went to a strip club, I think it was a bachelor party or whatever. But there's always the one dude in the group who, I, I, who I, falls in love. Yeah, no, I said this to Alex Hooper a couple of weeks ago. Or well, I got I got a story about that. Well, no, buddy. there's always the religious like you know how in Vietnam movies there's the religious guy that goes crazy yeah. and kills everybody. There's always yep. the quiet friend that goes out of control at the strip club. But then there's yep. always the guy that's like. She really liked me. Well, that's what I – I had a problem with a buddy because I took a buddy years later from the East Coast who was a little on the spectrum. As a matter of fact, you met him on my other podcast. and I. Think oh, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So poor Kevin, he passed away, but he had problems, Scott. And, yeah, yeah, he had some issues. We, we played poker, and he finished like third in a tournament, and it, he won like 250. And he starts going like, I fucking own this city. Like, fuck <laughs> this. like I'm going to take this city down. I'm like, all right, Kevin, we came here to play poker. You're, you're drunk. Like, let's go back in the room. Let's get a good night's sleep. And we'll, we'll get on the tables tomorrow. And he's like, fucking no, I want to fucking, I want to get laid. So, like, I, I I was like, okay. I had to take care of him, but I, I, I didn't take care of him that night. I let him go out. And he said he'd be back in an hour. And I couldn't get in touch with him. And then three hours later, I get a text from him. And he says, because I told him, you don't know what you're doing. And all he wrote was, you're right. I, you, I don't know what I'm doing. And I woke up, and he's on the phone with his dad in the morning. And he put $1,000 on a credit card at the Hustler. Uh, not the, yeah, the Hustler Club. And uh, he met a stripper there. And he was telling me they're going to go see a movie today. And oh. she said, he, She's not like he's not like the other customers and that she liked his story and poor guy got taken, you know, for on, for a thousand it, on a credit card. So you not only just get taken, but taken with some juice on top, man. That's... And, and the funny thing is, there's a movie you guys didn't mention that is not really in Vegas, but has a great Vegas scene is Go. You ever see the movie Go? Oh, you know what? You're right. I do. That's what that's one of my favorites. And I just recently watched that because Tay Diggs, star of Go, yeah. fo- follows yeah. me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he's, he he stole the movie. He was great. And Yeah, dude, you're right. Thank he, you for bringing that up. There's a funny scene where he goes, like, don't ever order the champagne. So, like, while we were going to Vegas, I was like, now, Kevin, remember, never order the champagne. What does he do? He orders uh, the fucking champagne. He ordered two bottles. Oh, God. Just a series of bad decisions. Like, and I'm a fan of bad decisions, but come on. if you like The way I look at it is if you're going to make a really bad decision like that, don't order yeah. two bottles of champagne at a strip club. I, well, luckily, I know it seems like a cool move. Put that money on a stupid bet because you might yeah. accidentally win it. I know, but luckily his dad was nice enough to throw him a few hundred bucks, and then I held his money and, like, I, I, you know, I was like his dad, like, I'm like, what do you need? He's like, can I have 10 bucks? What do you need it for? So like, I would have to it. I'm going to grab a beer real quick. Dude. Hold no on problem. a second. Yeah. We're uh, talking to the great Scott. Nice artwork he's got. He's got a really nice picture and then a, a clover, which is really random on his wall. I was, I was, 
I was mentioning you have a really nice painting and then like a clo a three la- uh, three leaf clover. Yeah, we never take down our St. Patrick's Day uh, decorations in this Irish household. So. Well, why not? So yeah, there's always a guy too. Like you know, they fall in love with the stripper. They 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 like talk to them. They think like they're not like the other customers that they see something in them and it's. What do you, hey? What do you think the gambling version of that guy is? Like the guy the guy that's like, oh no, they'll take care of me. Uh, I, I, I know the pit boss or something like is it that. I'm trying to think of what. Yeah, the... I, I can't even think of it. But there's guys that you just know are like definite coolers in gambling. Oh, and, uh, like William H. Macy in the yeah, coolers. Yeah, are just like, you know, like, like if you have the same bet as they do, like you're fucked, you know? I'll, I'll tell you right now, uh, um, if you want to make money in a sports book, here's what I've noticed as a local now. When I go to the local sports books on the weekends, or I mean, I haven't gone in a while, but when I do, if you really want to make money, find the drunkest, loudest asshole. And whatever he's hyping up, like, oh, Sandy, the Chargers are a lock tomorrow. The yeah, Chargers are a lock tomorrow. Just go the other way. When that yeah. guy is anno- the guy who's obviously annoying everybody else in the room, when he's yeah. loud about his picks, bet the other way, and you will win every time. I promise. And that's why I kind of fell in love with Vegas because I don't drink. I, I very rarely drink. And I just love gambling on sports. and I love playing poker. So, like, I've yeah, been so let's March- get into your version of Vegas. Okay. So my version is, which I should preface, I had a buddy come with me. I let a buddy come with me. Like, I came for the uh, college football championship, which I'm going to brag. I cleaned up on LSU. Very big nice. time. Very nice. But he was like. He's like, yo, there's this, like, cool tiki bar downtown. It's, like, really cool. And they have, like, this, this like, these, this band that's, like, super, like, Frank? hipster. So is it Frank's or the Golden Tiki? See, I couldn't give a rat's ass. I'm like, yeah, I'm not <laughs> here for that, buddy. I'm here to just fucking gamble, dude. I could give a fuck about some, like, cool, like, you know, tiki bar. That's not my Vegas. My Vegas is a sports bar with the with – the, the real degenerates and the poker tables. And and then I rest and I like the buffets. I'm not embarrassed to say I love the buffets and Are you worried about you know, buffets possibly not coming back post COVID? Oh, that would be a goddamn travesty. It would be one of the biggest things that COVID took from us. I would say the, the, I would say Herman Kane and buffets might be the two yeah. most important things to go. Yeah. But uh you know, and it's funny too. Like I'm always like, when you're at a poker game and it's nighttime, and you're doing good. You're always like, if I win, I'm gonna get a steak, and if I lose, it's that McDonald's like right <laughs> on the grip. And dude, and, even the you know, every casino pretty much has a McDonald's, and it's yeah. bullshit because you can't get value menu in casino McDonald's. It's like, or here's it's way thing. overpriced. It's awful. I, I'm so crazy. I'm addicted to Coca Cola. So I, yeah. So I, I can't drink Pepsi. Pepsi's like, it's so weird because Pepsi's disgusting to me, but I love Coca Cola. So I know which hotels have what, and when, if I'm staying at a hotel without, pet uh, Coke, I will like I'll I'll stock up, and then I'll sneak it in like whatever the buffet is, the <laughs> restaurant. Sometimes they get upset. No, you did this have- in Laughlin because we drove out to Laughlin yeah. together, and you were like. Hey, I have to get Coca Cola on the way there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's like they don't, the casinos only have Pepsi, and this is something I have never even thought of before. 
Because I'm a well, beer. I'm, well, a, I'm drinking beers the whole time I'm there. It's so a it's, big deal because it, even like in Vegas, there's a website with a map of every hotel that has Coke or Pepsi. So to me, as a weirdo, like that's a big deal. And then like I will play what I my Vegas now because I'm I, I haven't been since COVID, but I was going like four or five times a year, and I would fly for like three or four days and then just grind playing poker tournaments. Is there's a website that tells you the schedule of every tournament, every casino, the buy-in, the structure. And it's just like, you know, like you go on vacation and you get like some like guide of like what's going on, like events or like you go to like a, a rock festival. And it's like this band's playing here at this time. This band, like for that's me for poker. So yeah. I'm like, all right, eight o'clock, I got to get to Caesars for the $80. <laughs> uh, you know, if you bust out, well, there's a, there's a Planet Hollywood, there's a tournament at 10, you know, get in there because you're fucking on tilt and you're, you want to win your money back. And it's 50 bucks. And so See, now, I, I started. Now, because I, I, I want to kind of stop you here just for a second because yeah, I feel sure. like um, I've never actually, poker is the one table game I've never played. Oh, back you're at too, but okay. table games I've never yeah. played. And I feel like a lot of people are intimidated by Vegas poker rooms. Okay. And, and so I kind of want you to walk people like, Make them feel like, hey, this is how you, you walk in. You're welcome. Well, I'm going to tell you something that will shock a lot of people. What's that? Because one would assume that the best players are in Vegas. Now, the best pros are in Vegas, but they're not on, on the casino tables. No. You know, they get the private games. The The best players are in L.A. Like Phil Ivey's not playing at Caesars no. During the no. tournament. Yeah, no. At an $80 tournament. Yeah. He's like upstairs at the win playing for like half a mil with like five other big time guys. Well, with like, yeah. Cause the CEOs want to try and come in here with big bank roles and play exactly. against the top players on the planet. And then they bring in these millionaires to play them who think like, oh, I'll take Phil Ivy down and they got like a hundred grand to blow. That's not my, I I'm not there yet. I'll, <laughs> I'll probably never be there. But the, the thing that's why I'm saying that LA players are better is because if you go to a casino in LA there's a lot of things to do in LA. So if you're playing poker, you're very dedicated to the game. Now in, in Vegas with the tournaments, you're getting a lot of people that are on vacation. You're getting a lot of people that have like a weekly game or even the monthly game. And they're not that skilled. And they're just like a lot of times, like a bunch of guys on a bachelor party and they're like, Oh, I'll play a poker tournament. And I feel like too on that, they don't realize it's like a seven hour commitment. And so they're like, oh yeah, and their friends are like, hey, get out of there, man! And it's just like they'll go all in real quick, and you just get get rid of those guys. Well, they're right having now. fun. They're it's like they're having fun. So where L.A. like when I I started going to Commerce a lot in Hollywood, that is really intense shit. And Vegas sometimes the dealers are teaching the guys the rules. <laughs> like there, there's yeah. a new thing with the blinds. I don't know if you know this, but they don't do annies anymore. They do. Uh, I think it works is the big blind pays for everybody's ante. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so instead of like the guy, half blind, like instead of like the half and the the full. They don't want to like make sure everybody puts in like twenty five chips every time. It's like messy. Yeah. So they're like, let's just have the big blind play all the antes. So this guy's like, oh my god, I gotta pay this. Like I had the big one this time. Oh boy, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like. And a lot of like when I was at the Mirage about six months ago, there was like some cheerleading contest or something. 
and all the dads and the moms were playing, and they were fucking terrible. Because I feel like too, we're also like in that post uh, mid two thousands poker boom. Yeah, it's over. So that's over now, and so now it's like it's back to the degenerates like you, and then these yep. like forty something soccer moms that saw it in two thousand five and want to yeah. take a stab at it now. Yeah, they want to take a little stab and they want to play a little. Uh, and then there's the cash games, the like the two four limit, and then like the no limit. And a lot of guys can make money playing like like somebody's like, well, if you want to move to Vegas and play poker, you know, you're going to have to go to the Excalibur at midnight and grind to like five in the morning playing like drunk people. Yeah, because a lot of these guys get so drunk that they're just like they play like shit and you just pick them apart if you're skilled. And a lot of people aren't good because they're tourists. And they like poker, but they don't really play. And they've already in their mind of like, I'm going to blow a hundred bucks because that's in my uh, vacation budget. So you, you might as well take that hundred bucks instead of the crap table. Exactly. So like when I see like what they pull, like, let's say uh, I saw this a lot with this guy. He was from Ireland and I could tell that he was on vacation and he had money, and he didn't mind blowing 100 bucks at, the, at a, a, like a late-night cash game. So the flop was like seven Jack King. And a, guy, a good player is betting him. He calls. He, call, he called all the way through, and he had like 10-7. So he's like – because he, he, <laughs> he had low sevens. He thought he was good, and it was like, you're just giving this dude money. But like I could see he didn't really care. He was just like – He's having yeah, fun. Yeah, like, you know, to him, he thought like he was in like the World Series of Poker, you know? Yeah, so like, I mean, it, it, like, I've always wanted to play casino poker because I've only ever played like private games. Man, yeah, it, it like, it seems like there's more like a uh, pageantry, so to speak, you know? Yeah, like in the tournaments, you really got to grind. And it's sometimes like, it's, it's a crapshoot because some people are playing really good and some people are playing really stupid. And, you know, and it's like a combination on the table. And I've heard it's that, all about just making that final table there. Yeah. You want to kind of wait out the bullshit, you know, because there's some people that play absolutely reckless and they throw you off. And then there's some people that, you know, they're really, you can tell like Doyle Brunson had the greatest quote about poker. He said, if you can't figure out who the idiot is at the table, you, you're the idiot. <laughs> I mean, there's no better quote than that. And like you see, like the bad players, and you're just like okay. So now we're never, we're getting into rounders territory now, and you know, well that's the thing. My you're not John gonna, Malkovich impression is going to be coming very soon. Yeah, but you're you're not going to see like, you know, Phil Phil Helmuth is not going to be at your table, or Daniel Negreanu is not going to be at your table. You're going to get two what about guys. Teddy KGB. No, he, one of the great he, characters. He of all beats time. me. He beat yeah. me straight up. Pay the man his money. Pay, pay him his money. Yeah. I will splash the pot. I will. You but, yeah, you're, not gonna see, you're, you're definitely not going to see Daniel DeGrano or Phil Helmuth at your table. You'll get like two really good skill players and the rest is like, you know, kind of a crapshoot. So you're telling me that if I go to a, a casino poker room, 
I'm yeah. not going to see Matt Damon, Ed Norton, the chick from X-Men, and Lenny Clark sitting around working no. old, old school Hell's Kitchen tricks on me, taking my money. No, I can't say that. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't say. It, but I did play my first World Series of Poker uh, circuit event. Really? October. And I cashed too. You cashed? Wow! Congrats, buddy. Dude, it was intense, Scott. It was. It started at three in the afternoon, and I I busted out at twelve fifteen at night. And oh, dude! <laughs> I, it. I remember, you know, the the concentration is insane. And that's another thing, too, like the level of play just goes so up. And some people are playing crazy, like you've never seen people play like reckless, but they have chips. And then some people are playing uber tight. And then, you know, some people are being really nice to me because they think they they don't know me so they can take my money, you know. Uh (laughs) And I remember uh, it was at Harrah's which is not the nicest place, but it was up in like one of their convention rooms. And I think we started with 144 players and we had to get down to like 22 to make the money. And I think they did a dinner break at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And there was like 28 players. And I was like probably 25th and 22 get paid. And I remember sitting at dinner and I'm like, I'm, I can't make it. I'm not going to make it. I'm drained. You know, you get so fucking drained because yeah. your focus has to be so goddamn good with these guys. And then the weird thing, a lot of these richer players, they show up late. They they literally show up at the cutoff and they just find one hand to go all in to double up and then kind of go from there, which I don't like. I think they should outlaw that. Yeah, it sounds like a, a, a 1% move shitting on the rest of it is, it's a shit move because it's like late registration is usually like three hours two hours and you put a lot of work in for those three hours and then some guy gets lucky yeah. you know and then so he, you're saying you know, okay so late registration so basically they can pay extra and buy in and catch you at a later time no they can okay let's say the tournament starts at three the latest you can register for is six so they'll buy in at five fifty five. Oh, so they that's, don't have a, to play dude, that's a cunt move, dude. Fuck that. A lot of guys do it, man. And then a lot of guys, they don't. It doesn't Let me work. Tell you, you can see me right now. I'm wearing my fucking tracksuit. You tell yep. me next time you see one of these guys doing that. I'm going to go down there with a plate of gabagool and fucking smack these fucking cocksuckers around. I'll tell you that right now, Maddie. I got your back uh, like that. It annoys me because you put in so much work and then some guy like, you know, comes in late and it, it, it's just kind of annoying because I like part of the grind as you start at the beginning and, and it is like, you just got to work through it and, and it's like pacing and this and that. And like, you know, you're, you're just, I remember I was getting low at a time and I'm like, you're just waiting. You're just like waiting for that one hand that you can finally go all in and keep in mind, I'm not as experienced as some of these other guys. So, but you've been I'm doing this for a while now. I mean, yeah, but I haven't. That was like the first like real deal. But like, hey, so that's your first one, and you cash money, dude. Yeah, I'm saying you're doing better than some of these guys that do it all the time and fucking. I know. Probably I never was, make dick out of it. I was really impressed by myself, and I'll tell you, the guy that knocked me out was the guy who won the tournament. And oh, okay. He was, dude. He was kind of a douche. I, you know what, dude? That's how I've always been with sports, man. Is when yeah. one of my favorite teams gets knocked out of the playoffs. 
I usually yeah. root for the team that beat him to win it. And I know most people don't sure. do that. But I'm like, hey, yeah. if we're going to get knocked out, let's at least lose to the fucking champs and not some, not some yeah. bum to get swept next round. I, I agree. And, like, I, you know, when you play poker, the way I look at it is every time I play, I go, How, like, you know, there's luck involved. And, and there's times you make terrible mistakes and you go, I just fucking suck tonight. I made every wrong move. And then sometimes you make every right move and you get bad luck. And in this case, like... I played as good as I could. I had jacks. You know, I needed the push. And this motherfucker in the big blind, he asked me for a chip count. So he wants to count my chips. Oh, what a cocksuck. And then he pulls over aces. That's I mean, a, come on. What a fuck. You know, it's just, okay, call. Yeah, dude, what an asshole. Yeah. So, but I was I was on cloud nine because I I, there were, I I didn't think I I was good enough and I I didn't think I was gonna cash and and like it is a great feeling to cash and it's a shitty feeling to lose but it, it's like you gotta you're gonna lose a lot you know you're gonna lose I have a thing on my phone I cash forty percent of the time you know so sixty percent of the time you're not gonna cash so it's like doing stand up where. When you write jokes, a majority of the yeah. jokes you write suck, but you'll yeah. you'll have a couple that work, and then you just got to keep doing it a lot, yeah. so you find those ones that work, and then you build off that. And you can't get you can't beat yourself up if you get knocked out. Like yeah. you just like there's times I, I thought I had this amazing joke about Motley Crue. <laughs> I was like, they're the most woke band ever because they had an album called Girls, 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 which is like now in the age of feminism, what's better than that? And and no, see, you don't even get it. Nobody got it. <laughs> I'm like, they're the most woke band ever, you know. Girls, girls, girls. How? What is more proud for women feminists? I, I I had a joke that no one liked about. Pre- uh, um, I think you might appreciate this one. Yeah. But it's a. It was like a. How they showgirls was the movie about a struggle of one person coming from nowhere trying to make it to the top, and and challenging themselves the best they can. But they never made sequels, and they should make Showgirls 2 where it's the same movie, but she wins at the end this time around. And then Showgirls 3 where she goes against Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. And then Showgirls 4 where she's got to go against a Russian. And, and you, I think you can That's see where this funny. is going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rocky. Is there anything with Tommy Morrison where she gets AIDS? <laughs> yeah, that's actually Showgirls 5. Yeah. Or Tommy yeah, Morrison I know, and, and that's a funny joke. And and when they don't, it never like, worked. It when they don't, never hit, worked. You you like, I went home like so. I did the Molly Crew joke, and I was so excited to do it because I thought I was like genius. And then it was like crickets, and I was like, it was such crickets. I'm like, yeah, I still believe in myself, but I probably won't do that again. <laughs> oh, so. We should, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a roundtable episode. You just inspired me to do a roundtable episode coming up soon, where I get a bunch oh, of yeah. comics on here and we'll all talk about the jokes that we love that never worked. And then the funniest thing too about Vegas about comedy is I I used to go to uh, South Point. Okay, and, yeah, uh, yeah. South Point is amazing for March Madness. They had these big conference rooms where they put the degenerates in. Yep. And this it's the most. And we, me and my buddy counted how many women were in the room. There was like 3,000 men, and we counted 12 women, and six of them were working the desk, and like another six were doing massages. 
Oh, so, so like, there was no women. Um, it was just it South was just, Point, just I'll give I'll give South Point a quick plug because hopefully uh yeah it comes back to me in karma. South Point has like the two ninety nine steak and eggs every night, and that's a dude. If you're drunk, on I love South Point. If you're I love drunk, and that's a great late cheap middle of the night. The only breakfast. problem I have with them is every time there there's a rodeo there, and I get stuck in an elevator with a rodeo guy, and we I'm like five Who? five little Tex? Hey, Maddie, how you doing? Mr. Goldberg, I've never met a Goldberg before. I'm from the ranch. But here's the thing, Scott. I, I mean, look, they can make fun of me. I'll make fun of them. I don't mind them, whatever. But these guys, you know how, like, you get out of your, like, hotel room and you're, like, it's, like, in the morning and you're wearing, like, your sweat shorts and your sandals and you look like shit? Yeah, I always look like shit when I go to casinos. And you just want a coffee or something? These motherfuckers. They're never, they never dress down. When they go out, they're, next time the rodeo is in Vegas, you'll see. They wear, they button their shit up to the top. They got the hat on, the jeans that are super tight, the belt buckle. Like, they never, you never see them, like, not dressed up. Here's the thing, though. I will only see them if I go to the rodeo because I live in this suburban bubble far away yeah. from the degeneracy of the Strip. I haven't been to the Strip in well over. I think the last time I went to the Strip was when you were out here for NFL wow. last year. And that was a great time, even though the, the game sucked and the, I lost my bet. But I won my that, bet. <laughs> that was fun. I mean... Yeah, we got all uh, that. We got all that free food and stuff. That yeah. was great. I I really appreciate. It. I know you're good buddies of the sports gambling guys, and those guys are the best. And I even hit them up about doing a poker column. So yeah, yeah, never, yeah. Oh. Sean Green. Uh, yeah, check out Sports Gambling Podcast with Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, my buddies. And um, I I actually they had me on once uh, during March Madness. I got to go to their. Uh, they get these six suites. For uh, like the luck, not the Luxor. Some really not the Plaza. Yeah, the Plaza. Yeah. Yeah, so I got to do a little thing with them for March Madness, and you know, I hope there's a vaccine because my brother-in-law, he's like, we're going to fucking March Madness. I know, you know dude. To like get to feel life again. It's like I feel the same, man. March Madness because like I have uh, paid time off at work that I can take off yeah. for that. So I'm actually planning on for March Madness to get a hotel room down with everybody well, else. Yeah. And like not even go back to my fucking condo at the end of the day. Sure. Just fucking. And even actually, I might even come home at night. Well, I got some deals at South Point. No, nah, that's too and... far for me, dude. I'm looking at, dude. Okay. <laughs> like Circa. Oh, so you're... I'm looking yeah, at... I got you. The Circa is a new one, but hey, we are running out of time here, buddy. Okay, no worries. And Do you so... have any more questions about poker or anything? Or... No, but I think I like to, I think you uh, just help people break their poker room cherries because. It's it's not as intimidating now the way you put it. It's not intimidating. The dealers are always nice. There's a couple rules. No politics. You got to speak English. One guy started, you know, talking politics. They shut him down right away. Yeah, who, what um, kind of asshole talks fucking politics at a poker table? What a fucking dildo. Dude, and I guarantee you I know exactly what kind of politics he has. I'm not going to say that because this isn't a No, you're, you're, you're wrong. I'm wrong? Yeah. Yeah, you're you're wrong. It it wasn't some okay. It I'll, wasn't. I'll talk to you. Oh, no, 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 no. I, that's what I was. No, I was thinking it's gonna be some fucking blue maga motherfucker. That's yeah, yeah, worse. exactly. That's exactly what yep. it was. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. Um, but uh, yeah. So sorry, I got political for there for a no second. No worries, no worries. <laughs> um, but hey, so uh, 
you have a book that would make a fantastic stocking stuffer this holiday season. Yeah, it's called Brain Humor. Wow, I didn't even – I only was going to do this if you plugged it. Yeah, bro. I, I'm a pro, man. <laughs> I can care less. Um, yeah, it's called Brain Humor. It's on Amazon. It's about stand-up comedy and a friend of mine who passed away that I kind of tell his adventure. It's a really funny guy named Angelo Bowers that was a, a staple of L.A. comedy. One of the best, and, man. One of the best. And a hero of mine and one of the greatest joke writers ever. I think on Twitter there's a – uh, page called at Angelo's jokes Yep. and you'll see the genius of him. And I learned a lot about him. And I, when he passed away, I just was like, I got to write a book about my story with his story. And, uh, the, and the you, thing I'm most proud of in my life. So, and your story, I mean, not to like, you know, like downplay it, but yeah, dude, your story I, I involves brain, brain cancer. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I survived the brain tumor and I survived the brain tumor to, to, to be a fucking degenerate. So, you know, <laughs> Do you think the brain but, tumor helps at all with poker? You think it helps? No, I, 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 the, the one thing I was very lucky is like, I lost, I don't have a lot of feeling in my body, but I, I was lucky to keep my, my brain, my memory and all that shit. So I can remember, like, I'll talk to other poker players I play against. And I'm like, you beat me on this hand with this, the board was this. And they're like, how the fuck do you remember that? That was three years ago. So I'm very lucky. I was my How, memory. So you're like the Rain Man of poker, but not that good. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it takes years. It, it really, really takes years. And, and like you, it's like batting in baseball because I'm always tweaking my game. And I'm like, okay, I'm not getting in as many pots as I should. I'm only playing like premium hands, and that's why I'm not winning. Or I'm playing too many hands. I'm not patient enough. So, like, in baseball, you know, like, you're a baseball guy. Oh, yeah. You know, guys go in slumps, and then the hitting coach is like, I watch video. Yeah, you're toe-tapping wrong. Like, put your toe, exactly. toe down longer or whatever, yeah. So, so the beauty of poker is, like, there is bad luck, but there's also, like, you always got to adjust your game and tweak it. And, and I always look at, like, what did I do the day before? What did I do today? And why am I not winning that day? And then when I win... Yes, there's a lot of luck involved, but I also am like, I made the right moves in this situation. I took a chance here. This was the shot. I had to make a move, and it worked out, so I'm proud of myself. So I'm going to ask Santa for a Christmas present right now. Uh, Santa, this is Scotty, little Scotty B, and uh, for for Christmas this year, all I want is for my, t- my hometown here of Las Vegas to be fully reopened. And uh, for March Madness, so Maddie can and I can go play some poker together. Oh, it'd be beautiful. You'll get to experience it. I, I want to. And I got to take you to Red Rock, man. That's my that's my jam. You'll love Red Rock, dude. It's a, I heard it's great. It's, I, I, lo- I, I listened to a few of your episodes. I think this is awesome. And well, I'm so happy to be honest. Dude, thank you so much for being on, man. I love you, dude. You're the man. Um, anything you want to oh, say to people God. before we, we sign off? Do I want to what? Anything you want to say to the audience before we sign off? I think we just uh, happy holidays. Be safe. Love each other. Don't get too involved in like the negativity of life and Twitter and all that stuff. And just you know, try to be a kind human being. You know, that's it. That's all I can say. You know what? And don't. And if you play poker against me, don't like try to like push me out of pots and be a bully and this and that because I'll get mad and. I'll, Get fucking mad! I'll run you the fuck no, over. And if Maddie gets mad, then I get physical. That's how this works. I'm the muscle. It's kind of like uh, that movie Back to School. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He I don't run... get mad. I get 
You're, I'm Burt Young. Yeah. You're Rodney Dangerfield, yeah. dude. Yeah. He gets mad. I'm just gonna. Cr- I'm gonna get a, a crushable napkin dispenser just so I can do it in front of people. I um, love that we're almost the, we're like the same age, so we get the same references. Yeah, too. we have all this. Yeah, hey, those of us born in the late '70s were a special breed. We're, we're like I don't think many people remember Back to School. But like, we're we're, we're kind of too young for Gen X fully, but we're too old to yeah. be millennials. And so it's a exactly. weird uh, little group we're in. I, yeah. Maddie, I love you. I'm going to say goodbye to you off the air right now. And for my audience listening, thank you so much for joining us this week on the interview portion of the show. Uh, I love Maddie, and I'm going to have him back soon. And if you guys um, can go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at LuxOpsPod. And I also have now set up a Facebook group. So if you look up the Luxops here podcast with Scott Bowser Facebook group, if you're a fan of the show and I haven't added you to it yet, feel free to ask for, to join. I will. It's a public group and you are more than welcome in. So thank you so much, everybody. Maddie, I love you and I will see everybody. I love later. you. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. And that was Maddie Goldberg. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We really appreciate your support. And if you want to continue to support the show, I have a Patreon where I do a weekly uh, roundtable drinking series called the Friends and Veterans Social Club. It's a lot of fun. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Pod. I also have a Facebook group, the, Lu- the Luxops Here Podcast Facebook group, public group. Anybody can join. I will add you. Hang out with us over there. Um, thank you so much for supporting us however you can, and we'll be back next week with John Huck. Goodbye. <laughs>